The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday, of course, presented by the fine folks over at DraftKings. It's a new week, which means new winners, which also means I forgot again for the winners from last week. I apologize. So here's what we need to do. I'm going to, first of all, give you my overarching themes from yesterday, week six in the NFL. We'll also get into my takeaways. The only things you really need to know from these games moving forward. And later on in the week, we'll have a spread the word winner via social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. We're looking for some good quote posters. People that, uh, quote poster sounds like a, a new term out there, but people that, Take one of our tweets, one of our posts, and quote tweet it with something from themselves. That's who's going to be the spread the word winner. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Just take advantage of one of any of our sponsors. We love those of you that do that. I love doing the YouTube shout-out videos for you guys, kind of like the cameo videos I do. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And, of course, uh, shout-out today, James Karbowski. Every day we have another new patron, patreon.com slash rtmedia, who gets a shout out. Happy to have you as part of the family, James. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, before we get into each of these games, what were your overall themes for week six in the NFL? Well, several, Jack, as usual. Um, One of which, I guess, is just kickers. And I think it's a little bit later this year uh, than we normally have this have this conversation in a season, but kicking issues reared their ugly head yesterday. I mean, you think about the Saints, and maybe that game's different if their young kicker Blake Groupie doesn't miss those kicks. 
I mean, the Niners, and we'll get to this, but it felt like they did what they had to do. You know, Brock Purdy rose to the occasion. The, the Niners offense rose to the occasion, marched the ball down the field. You get sort of a chip shot field goal, middle of the field to win the game, stay undefeated, and then their rookie kicker, Moody, missed it. Kind of interesting that it's rookies for both in that situation. Although it wasn't just that because Jake Elliott for the Eagles missed a 37-yard field goal that he never misses. He's not a rookie. And that had a big impact on the game moving forward as well. So, you know, we're at that time of year. I don't know if it's weather or what, mid-October, but where kickers uh, can be a huge factor in the outcome of these games. I think most of you know I'm not a big fan of that, the fact that that can be the case, but that is the case in the sport of American football, and it showed up in a major, major way yesterday in a bunch of games. The other thing that is a major part of pro football and showed up big time yesterday is just injuries. I mean, you got backup quarterbacks playing in a lot of places yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo went down for the Raiders, so Brian Hoyer was in the game. Obviously, Deshaun Watson wasn't able to play in the game, so P.J. Walker was starting and playing for the Browns as they beat the Niners. Tyson Bagent, the Division II rookie, was in the game for the Bears after Justin Fields reportedly dislocated his thumb on his throwing hand. I mean, there's just a bunch of injuries. You look out there, right? And I'll I'll just, I'll note the Eagles because I'm most familiar with them from doing the the preseason work and the pregame stuff on the radio. The right side of the offensive line is Sua Opeta and Jack Driscoll. So both of the right side of the offensive line, those guys are injured. I mean, at different points in the game, they've got, Guys out there a corner like Mario Goodrich or Eli Ricks that probably most people didn't think would even be on the team this year at you know during training camp, and yet they're both out there playing. Same thing maybe with Makai Garner, who got in at safety after Reed Blankenship got hurt. And Justin Evans is on IR. So you can never, ever, 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 ever have too much depth. There's There's not such a thing. I mean, the Giants had to play Justin Pugh at left tackle last night, coming straight off the couch, as he said. So those practice squad spots are really valuable. The preseason matters, and that's why. you got to make sure you're covered and covered and triple covered and then some at these positions because typically what happens and the Giants seat on the offensive line, Eagles in the secondary, it's cluster injuries, they call it. If for whatever reason, they don't necessarily always spread the wealth. It happens at all these different, at the same position. Even the Lions, right? You know, Jameer Gibbs is out, and then David Montgomery gets hurt. Thankfully, Craig Reynolds, who went to Division II Kutztown, uh, near where I'm from, actually probably about halfway between where Jack and I are from, um, Craig Reynolds out there playing his butt off for the Lions and, and playing winning football for them. The last theme 
probably more this week than than normal, Jack, is just any given Sunday, man. The any given Sunday nature of the NFL. You think about it in so many instances. Cleveland with P.J. Walker being the first team to beat the Niners. The Jets without Elijah Vera Tucker, without Sauce Gardner. They're able to get, you know, defeat the Eagles for the first time. And even last night, the game I had last night, I don't think anybody thought the Giants would be on the one-yard line with a chance to win the game at, at the very end. But that's, I think, one of the big reasons why we like the NFL is you never really know. You don't. You never really know what's going to happen. Um, you also don't know all that you're missing if you don't have ExpressVPN and the ability to change your IP address. I mean, look, it's spooky season. So I've got a buddy who had a, has a little classic horror movie playlist on Netflix. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. That used to scare me so bad. And when I was growing up, Freddy, gosh, I haven't thought about Nightmare on Elm Street in a while. Hereditary, listen, you wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to do that if he didn't have ExpressVPN. But since you get ExpressVPN, you save over $50 a month just by using Netflix subscription to watch whatever you want. They got all kinds of stuff. And it works on everything. Phones, laptops, tablets, TVs. It's not just Netflix, Disney Plus, BBC iPlayer, Shudder, you name it. So get your money's worth and get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free when you go to expressvpn.com slash Tucker. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tucker, expressvpn.com slash Tucker. So we'll start. It was fitting that London's game was full of kicks and yellow flags. Baltimore comes out on top with the 24-16 win. Well, especially early, that was just a field goal fest, which is kind of, for whatever reason, what I expect in every Titans game and, and this year every Ravens game. Just not able to seal the deal when they get into the red zone. And so feels like that's every Titans game. Just a lot of field goals, close game. The The big takeaways from this one are that I, I think Lamar is still looking pretty good in the offense. And Zay Flowers continues to look like maybe the best rookie receiver the Ravens have ever drafted. But they were not good in the red zone. It's wild how some of these teams have not been good in the red zone that have quarterbacks that are mobile and can run, you know, like Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. You know, you those that's exactly what you want to be able to have when you get down near the red zone. Um, the biggest news is probably Ryan Tannehill hurting his ankle for the Titans. Now they're in a weird spot because Tannehill's hurt his ankle again. They're two and four. The Jaguars are looking good. The Texans are better than anticipated. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see either Malik Willis or 
you know, Will Levis pretty soon for the Titans. And frankly, maybe both those guys dress for the next game. The Titans have a bye, and then they have one more game before before the trade deadline. Washington capitalized on three interceptions from Desmond Ritter in their 24-16 victory. Killer. Absolutely killer for the Falcons. Washington played very well, but they had to survive. I mean, they were up 24-10. The Falcons got a touchdown, and then they missed the two-point conversion. And then it felt like, I don't know, three or four times maybe, Jack, after that, that Atlanta got into Washington territory, and they needed another touchdown and a two-point conversion, and they just couldn't get in the end zone. A couple times it was Desmond Ritter interceptions. And that's the thing, right? I think the Falcons can live with him not being a great quarterback or not making the big plays. I think it's much harder for them to live with him making the killer mistakes that are the difference in the game. For Washington, how about Casey Tuhill? I mean, we talk so much about these other guys on Washington's D-line. But the former seventh-round pick for the Eagles, who Washington claimed off of waivers, he had a, a terrific game. Other things that jump out, Falcons just, it was ugly for them in the red zone at times, too. Delay a game, taking sacks they shouldn't, interceptions, a couple of uh, milestones. Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. Finally, their tight end scored a touchdown this year. And then Calais Campbell got his 100th sack, which is really cool, really hard to do. Minnesota, they get a much-needed win while Justin Fields exited early in a 19-13 game. Yeah, I mean, this was one that I think, you know, probably could have gone um, either way. And by the way, just like in about 15 minutes, the clock will stop on this podcast. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better, order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. By the way, go ahead, when you get that food, wash it down with some Labatt Blue Light. I saw some people last night at the Bills game with Labatt Blue Light. You know why? Because it's delicious, and it's the best way to tailgate, It's the best way to watch sports, playoff baseball, or the NFL. Always enjoy it responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. So for the game, um, you know, it's interesting because I think it was the Vikings' lowest offensive output of the season, Jack. I mean, it's their first full game without Justin Jefferson, and they only had 220 yards of offense 220 yards now we mentioned multiple times now fields hurting his hand and tyson bajan coming in and pretty much right after he came in strip sack touchdown not good another defensive touchdown for the vikings which has really been been good for them um these last i mean they're only two wins They got defensive touchdowns in both of those games. So then um, he got that strip sack touchdown. But then Bajan actually took the Bears on a touchdown drive and scored on a quarterback sneak. 
which was cool until there was a terrible interception at the end of the game for Bajan. Daniil Hunter dominated for the Vikings, and he's been the subject of a lot of trade rumors as we get closer to the trade deadline. Cincinnati's on the men. They hold on for a 17-13 victory over Seattle. Hold on is a good way to describe that one, Jack, because the Bengals got off to a fast start. They scored touchdowns on their first two drives. So you're like, okay, they picked up where they left off against the Cardinals. They're rolling. Nope, not at all. They were like totally, totally shut down after that. Did nothing on offense after that. The Seahawks, they moved the ball all game. I mean, stop me if you heard this one before. But the Seahawks were awful in the red zone. That should be one of my themes. You know, with all these teams we're talking about with the red zone woes, the Seahawks were horrendous. I mean, I think they had like, at one point, first and goal from the 11 or, or first down from the 11 and first and goal three times inside the 10 and scored like three points out of it. I mean, Geno Smith's like getting sacked on fourth down, which you should never, ever do if you're a quarterback, throwing a pick, barely getting the ball off. That that was a bad loss for the Seahawks. That was one that they should have been able to get. San Francisco suffered their first loss of the season to the P.J. Walker Browns, 19-17. Unbelievable. And, you know, when we were talking injuries, we talked about Deshaun Watson, but we didn't mention for the Niners. Both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey left that game and didn't return. I mean, that's a big part of the Niners' offense, especially because so much of what they do on that side of the ball is like foundational with those two guys, right? Running the offense through those two guys. And on some level, those guys are a little bit interchangeable. So it's like when you don't have either one of them, my guess is Shanahan has some plays where it's like, okay, this is either a Debo or a McCaffrey play. And if one of them's dinged up, you run it with the other one. Well, what happens if you don't have either one? And that that was the case for this game. They didn't have either one late in the game, which made things more difficult. Brock Purdy was mortal in clearly the worst start of his career so far. Certainly game that he started and finished, and certainly regular season. The Browns' defense was awesome because they are awesome. They've been fantastic all year. Fantastic. And on offense for the Browns, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. But they ran it just well enough with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt to be able to get enough points on the board to win the football game. Huge, huge win for the Browns. Houston looks better and better each week, this time with a 2013 win against the Saints. They really do. I mean, they really do. C.J. Stroud had that interception streak come to an end, but it's kind of hilarious because Zach Bond, the linebacker for the um, Saints, as he's returning the interception, and he fumbled. And that was kind of the story of the game for the, for the Saints, right? It's unbelievable, Jack, how often teams lose the games as opposed to the other team really winning it. In other words, 
you know, now listen, any team that wins deserves to win, all that stuff. But Saints had the penalties. You know, I already referenced the missed field goals, the bond, the fumble. I mean, a lot of times, if you just don't make the mistakes that cost you the game, you, you have a really good chance. But that's that's not what happened, clearly, for the uh, Saints in this one. The Texans' young defense, by the way, stop me if you've heard this one before, Jack, held the Saints to field goals in the red zone. They were clutch, and that was a big difference in the game. Red zone, turnovers, turnovers, red zone. Jacksonville blows out the Colts 37-20 while Anthony Richardson's future looms. Well, when you see these reports that he's seriously considering season-ending shoulder injury, then he, that, that's probably what's going to happen, right? I mean, that if he's seriously considering it, then that would seem to be to be likely at this point. Um, I don't know enough about the injury. You know, that might be a Dr. Chow one, uh, Sports Injury Central, um, to talk to him. I, I don't know, you know, the pros and cons of it, but it sounds like that's going to happen. Jaguars defense had their best game. Four takeaways. They stuffed the Colts' run. They were all over Minshew. His worst game of the season by far. Felt like the Jags offense on some ex- on some level picked up where they left off in London. Foyer Aluakun, the linebacker from Yale for the Jaguars, made about a zillion tackles like he always does. Miami drops 42 on the Panthers to move to 5-1. and one. Wow. It was 14-0 Carolina at one point. <laughs> 14 nothing Carolina, that did not last real long. The Dolphins are just so dynamic, so explosive. That game Sunday night in Philadelphia is going to be fantastic, absolutely fantastic when Tua and the guys go into South Philadelphia because it was that 14 nothing start for the Panthers. Bryce Young was looking good. You're like, okay, Adam Thielen remains like unstoppable somehow. You know, maybe the Vikings got rid of him a year too early. But then the Dolphins, they just keep coming at you. Even without uh, Devon Achan, they had, or Devin Achan, I don't know. We got to, it goes back and forth. Which one is it again, Jack? Pretty sure it's Devon Achan. Devon Achan. At any rate, um, Tyreek Hill had his big plays. He had the cell phone video with the flip, which was amazing. Uh, Raheem Mostert had a big day. And this is basically just what what they do. This this is what the Miami Dolphins do at this point. New England falls to one five following a twenty one seventeen loss to the Raiders. Well, the Patriots actually moved the ball a little bit, but the game was still a microcosm of their season so far. I mean, Jimmy G hurts his back. You're going against Brian Hoyer for most of the game, and you still lose, you look at all the mistakes that the Patriots make, whether it's drops or penalties or uh, special teams errors, miscues, Mac Jones taking that safety late. They they do not come across as a well-coached team at all. They just don't. The Goffins continues with a 26 win over the Creamsicle Bucks. I like that Goffins. I hadn't heard that. 
the the Lions are really impressive. I'm excited to see where they are in my power rankings tomorrow because they just absolutely rolled over the Bucks. Not a good game for Baker Mayfield. We referenced David Montgomery got hurt. Jamison Williams had that touchdown for the um, <clears throat> for the Lions. He makes a big difference having him back in the lineup and love that block from the aforementioned Craig Reynolds. That was sweet. L.A. gets back on track with a 26-9 win over the Cardinals. So there's a theme now for the Cardinals, which is that like they outplay people early and they're getting the better of the action, but they don't pull away enough. They don't convert it into enough touchdowns. And then the mistakes come, like a Josh Dobbs interception or a missed throw to Ertz that should have been a first down for a touchdown or whatever. And then the Rams decide the second half, let's just run the ball right down the Cardinals' throat. And that's essentially basically what they did. Philadelphia's offense looks flat out non-existent in a 2014 loss to the Jets. Mentioned all of the injuries, really for both teams. I mean, how about the Jets getting this win without their top, two corners, four of their top six corners. You know, the story of this game was the Jets making enough plays on defense. I mean, the Eagles' defensive line dominated, but you're not going to be minus four turnover ratio with terrible turnovers like that last Jalen Hurts interception and win games in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. And we'll wrap things up with the game. I don't know if you caught it or not, but Buffalo, they got two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to beat the Giants in a low-scoring effort. 14-9. Well, that's why the Buffalo Bills, Jack, are going to be my fourth quarter team of the week. They have to be, right? They didn't score a point till the fourth quarter. It's sponsored by HubSpot Sales, Help. the software that makes it easy to find, track, and close more deals all in one place so you can win Q4. Big fan of HubSpot Sales Hub. The Bill Give a lot of credit to the Giants defense. I mean, the Giants defense played likes out. Bobby Okereke was everywhere. The Bills couldn't get it clicking until the fourth quarter, but they finally did. Josh Allen doing what Josh Allen does. The second touchdown was incredible to Quentin Morris. And then ultimately, the Bills defense made just enough plays. I got a little fistful of jersey there, but good enough to get the win in the fourth quarter for the Buffalo Bills. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out, Pizza Boy Brewing. Love it. Almost as much as I love MyFrontPageStory.com. Look, the holidays will be here before you know it. MyFrontPageStory.com is where it's at for your loved ones. BackOfficeScheduler.com. Go-Bangles.com, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, 